Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the sixth episode of the Extra Point Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan coming straight live from my basement, from my living room, the whole world, the universe, the galactic enterprise. We got Tom, Jones, and Sully coming at you March 19th, 18th. I don't know what day it is. What's up, boys? What's going on? Fuck college basketball. (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) How are y'all brackets doing? Excellent, Gone. so is mine. Mine is beautiful. Right now. <laughs> I'm I'm hanging by the skin of my teeth right now. That skin Michigan State teeth? and UNC, those losses yesterday just really put it in the grave for me. I had a chance still, but that fucked so You're me saying so bad. there's a chance. Not nobody <laughs> nobody has had it worse. Nobody has had it worse in this chat than Dave. Every single time I look at the chat, I just see that one of his bets goes completely fucked up. Because somebody hits a three in the last second. I got from killed 40 on feet. last second buzzer beaters this year, this weekend. It was, uh, my bracket's relatively okay. I got my champ still in, and I got one other final four person in. So two out of four, and my champ's still alive. But, man, did I get fucked hard on the books this weekend. <laughs> my I mean, dumbass. Monetarily, I, I kind of broke even, but... There was a, the Kansas game, the the Texas A&M game. There's so many games, the Michigan game. So many games that I'm sitting pretty. I'm up two and a half. <laughs> I'm up one. No need to shoot. And boom, 38-footer for the win. <laughs> Should have bet every single Bleacher fan bet. And would be high in, high in the... The green right now. I know. You know, my own my own picks that me and you devised, I didn't even follow all <laughs> Dave. I'm not going to lie to you, man. You're my boy. You're my dude. But I burst out laughing every single time I saw that it happened to you because it was just the funniest thing in the whole world. Oh, my God. I would, too. It's just it's, <laughs> it's like someone falling on their, on their face and breaking their nose. Like, you're watching it. The funniest thing you've ever fucking seen. But when it's you, man, it sucks. Man, it doesn't suck. <laughs> and speaking about broken things. <laughs> yeah. Fucked my ankle up on some stairs this weekend. How did that happen, Tommy? get you oh, i was i was being the gentleman that i am and i was carrying my girlfriend's bags down to the lobby from like well here's the story so we're on the 26th floor of this hotel in philly the elevator's taking fucking forever fucking eternity wait like a minute wait 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 by. so you decided you were gonna walk down 26 flights of stairs yeah bro listen fucking, we're on the 26th floor and the elevator's taking forever and they're small and they're crowded because everyone's trying to get out of this hotel right now and like, it's like 20 minutes goes by, nothing comes. I'm like, all right, well, both of us aren't going to be able to get on this elevator. So I decide I'm going to take two of her bags that I had in my bag. I had my like garment bag, my suit in it, my backpack on, start walking down the stairs. I get like four steps down and just take a tumble, dude. It wasn't, I wasn't even down like the first flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laying there and I can hear her. She's still up in like the little, the little uh, entryway to the floor. With another couple waiting to go down. And I'm just yelling. I'm like, Tara! <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> so, 
like when I went down, I heard like the nastiest crack, dude. It sounded like my whole back cracked. That's how loud it was. And I eventually, like after a minute or two, get back up and like it's not too bad at that time. And then I'm like, all right, I got like 24 flights to go, so I just hoof it down. And but by the time I got to the lobby, I was basically in tears. And she's like, oh shit, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, this is real bad. Anyways, drove back from Philly the four hours, got to Hartford, went to an urgent care. They're like, yeah, nothing's broken, real bad. Bro, spray. that's like, the same thing that happened to me. <laughs> they tell me it's not broken, and I'm like, uh. Yeah, uh like, come on. And then they uh, the crutches for like the next three weeks. It's been a day. I already hate my life. It's gonna be, it's gonna be rough. Not, not good for Tommy Buns. Not good. There's a million things I'd rather do than sprain an ankle. That is the <laughs> worst thing. You can't shower right. You can't yeah, do anything dude, by I'm yourself. Like, I can't like wash my balls. I like. I, about, <laughs> I, know, I bet it sucked for a while being a Jets fan, but the Jets made a move, and the Jets moved up from six to three. They traded away the six, the thirty-seven, and the forty-nine this year, and a second year next year to move up three spots, switching with the Colts, and it basically means that they're gonna take a quarterback. I mean, it puts them in potential. Uh, Potentially getting Darnold, Allen, or Rosen. At this point, I don't know who the hell they want. Probably Darnold. Everybody loves him. They're so high on him. Je- Sully, it's your team. What do you think? All right. I know people are going to say we gave up a lot. And we, we didn't give up a little. But this was a necessary move for a multitude of reasons. First of all, I think the Bills are going to move up in the draft. I think they're, they may move up to two even. I, they may they, The Giants may trade down. And also, the Broncos are planning on taking a quarterback as well. So, the Jets are at six. The Broncos are at five. That means we would get the fourth quarterback, which means that who, who the hell knows who that is. Maybe it's Rosen. Maybe, I don't know. And it's just it's just a chance not worth taking. And now we can get someone like Darnold, who you said, who I don't love personally. Yeah, like, I don't just love as a person, But I don't like, like his, but he's, he's, I think, the most talented. But this this makes sense because no one's going to... If we get our franchise quarterback, which we've really never had, Joe Namath wasn't really good when you look at the numbers, Chad Pennington, Vinny Testaverde, these guys aren't very great. When yeah. No one's going to look back and say, once you got your franchise quarterback 10 years later, oh, they gave up those three second rounders. Even the Bears last year getting housed by the Trubisky Exactly. If he, I was, if he comes yeah. in to, be, to become a... Uh, all-star, all-pro type quarterback, no one's going to give a shit about that exactly. as dumb as that trade was. You got to do what you got to do to get to get the man you want. I want Baker Mayfield, and, you know, now it assures we can at least get Baker because yeah. I know the Broncos really like Baker, so so they're probably were going to take him, so now they're kind of like shit. But And the second part of this, which makes sense, is the Teddy Bridgewater contract is only 500000 guaranteed, and it's $5 million it's boosted up to five million if he makes the cap, team. If, yeah. if he makes the team, uh, with with fifteen million potentially incentives if he like starts and hits all these numbers, which 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 he won't because he probably won't make the team. So here's basically the backup plan before we did this trade, just in case we couldn't do this trade. So he would be the he would be the the serviceable veteran, so to speak, and see if he has something left in the tank. Yeah. So if we get our guy, we we can cut him if he doesn't look amazing. 500,000 off the cap. I, I like the sound of that. Have yeah. McCown mentor the new guys, like such as Baker Mayfield, who I think would be a great mentor for Baker. Um, yeah. And I, they'd really get along well. He would be a good, 
good head on his shoulders, and I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't know. You you I'm don't think they're gonna? T you don't think Teddy's gonna make the team? No matter what. I shouldn't say that, but I can't see us going into the. I can't see us with three quarterbacks being a rookie, uh, McCown and Teddy. I I don't see it. Why not? You, I feel like you got all all you need. You got like a a. a a, a legend, not a legend, but a, a old timer that's gonna be there for a mentoring purposes. You got the the guy coming in, and you got an intermediate guy. Well, I shouldn't say. I say if he's anything less than 100%, I think he'll be cut. If he's anything less than 100% of what he can be, if he's not the old Teddy, at least, which wasn't that great to be honest. People thought I think people thought he was a lot better than he was. I loved the old Teddy. I, was I think he was really big on him too. But yeah, but, but like I that's get to say, why everyone loved him. But what was yeah. he? He was like what? 18 touchdowns, 13 picks. He was nothing yeah. special. But I mean, I understand you like. He was person. on the up and up. You know what I'm saying? That's the but, only reason. But I the numbers him. don't really say that though. I mean, he had a great running game, and he really wasn't forced to do much. But I think there definitely is a chance we keep him. But if he's not fully, or if he looks anything, like if he's 75, 80%, I mean, I, I could see us just cutting him because there's no real need for him because McCown will start the first five, six, seven games like the Giants did with Kurt Warner back, yeah. you know, how many years ago. And then, you know, Baker or whoever it is, I really hope it was it's Baker for some reason, or Darnold or whoever takes the reins over and, you know, then, then they go from there. And then McCown will be the constant professional. Because then, what are you going to do? Is is Teddy going to Bridgewater going to be the third string backup? Is he going to be third yeah, string and not? Yeah, making that, with third, that, that third quarterback doesn't suit up. So are you going to have Teddy not suiting up? Or are you going to have the rookie not suiting up? I mean, you want the yeah. rookie suiting up, I think. We don't want another Hattenberg <clears throat> just holding the fucking clipboard and just looks like an idiot. Yeah. So if he's Teddy, who's the third QB? Pat Hackenberg or Petty? I, I guess. I mean, is the, like, let's be honest. Is the third quarterback really that important in sports? No, but I'd rather it be Pe Teddy Bridgewater than Hackenberg. It's an extra five million, which we could afford with our with the amount of cap that we have. But we could also we could also sign another player potentially. But I yeah, but you guys haven't come close to spending what you have available now. Who's to say it's it's going to be a problem? We've, we've, we've spent a little bit. We've spent a little bit, not a ton, but I've I've liked our moves thus far. Yeah, um, uh, Sully, I agree. I agree with you on various points. I I agree. It was a good signing. I think it was a great trade, and this is for the simple fact that last year, like you said, Chicago moved up, Kansas moved up to get Mahomes, Houston moved up to get Watson. I think it'll be such a great move down the line, and I think, and I honestly love what you've done in the free agency. It's kind of been the same approach that the Pats and a couple other teams have done, and, and it's like they're not overpaying anybody. They got Tremaine Johnson, which I love that contract. Overpaid a him a little year. bit, I must say, but other than that, not really. But to get him to come to the Jets, you probably yeah. have to give him a little extra money. A little and bit, yeah. Avery, Avery Williams, you know, very he, underrated. He was, he was very underrated. I'm very so glad underrated. You said that. A lot of people don't. Stopper. Yeah, a lot of people do not know that. I'm so glad you said that. Crowell, yeah. who's not the flashiest, but if you look at uh, his year last year, he damn near almost got to a thousand. You needed somebody to replace Forte. Will he be the guy starting? Who knows? You guys probably could take somebody in the draft too. Since you have uh, those late round picks, and then you re-signed Mo Claiborne, but I I like the trade, man. I I can't. I'm a Patriots fan, but I do like the trade. I think it's very smart as long as you get the right person. Yeah, which I hope we do, but we'll cross our <laughs> fingers. Yeah, uh, I mean overall Tom, the trade. Yeah, the trade was. I think it was you know a lot. What Sully said it had a lot to do with uh, the positioning of the other teams and who were they were thinking of taking. The Colts clearly had no 
no inkling of taking a quarterback. Um, they could have considered Saquon, but you're assuming he's going to be gone by two. So what you then you're left with Chubb or Fitzpatrick. Neither of those teams are going to. Or neither, at most, one of those guys will go to Cleveland at four, and that's yeah. not even a, a guarantee. So you you pick up a whole bunch of picks and that they need because their depth yeah. is depleted. Yeah, the Colts are trash. They have yeah. so many holes in their in their team. It's Ryan un- Ryan Gritson destroyed that team. Gritson um, destroyed I, that I team. I do think they paid a little bit too much over face value, but you got to go get their guy. And as many as as many as times as there's been a guy, you know, traded up to get Deshaun Watson, there's been an RG3 to match it. Like the RG3 exactly. trade devastated the Redskins to this day. Who knows what they, they could have done? So much. They got three three firsts and two seconds or something like that. That's what I'm saying. So like when you look at that, it's like. Compared to that, although it's not the same, it's like, all right, I know we didn't move up as much, but it's like they moved up, what, 11 spots, 12 spots? Yeah. Like, so it's like it's like there have been worse. It's not like we gave up the house. It's not like we, we'll yeah. be able to cover from this. Comparatively, the Dolphins and even from 12 to 3 in 2014 or 15, 12 to 3, and they gave up one second-round pick on top of the swapping of first. Who the fuck did they do that with? I don't remember who they who drafted. Who the fuck? But they went from 12 to 3 in, like, Why couldn't they be up there? (laughs) And and here's another thing, too. If the Bills did move up with the Colts, then you could have four straight, four of the five picks being quarterbacks. You could have the Browns, the Giants, the Bills at, at, uh, at three, and the Broncos at five. Then we get no quarterbacks. Yeah. We we could have, if they, and I really feel like they, they they would have moved up to where the Colts are if we didn't, and they still might with the Giants. That could have been four teams taking quarterbacks, and we're just there with, like, uh, yeah. do we take Lamar Jackson? And it's like, uh, you better fucking not. <laughs> also, not don't be shocked. Six at least. Don't be shocked if the Colts trade down again, because it's like you said, the Colts are not in the market for a quarterback, and they're in their head, they're going to get somebody who they want, and they're just stockpiling picks right now. So don't be shocked if they even move back from that sick. I mean, um, yeah, I, I mean, if I'm them, I'm looking at like Quentin Nelson, so maybe we move back to nine or ten, or or exactly. where, where the Bills are, which is 12. what they need. They yeah, I think so the, many the Bills made that move, trading Corey Glenn for the twelfth, so they could position themselves to get inside the top ten. They're gonna trade. I I wouldn't be surprised if they trade those two picks to get into the top ten. But it, I don't know if they. I mean, outside the Giants, who I I really think are leaning away from trading the pick at this point. Um, who's next? Seven. Six, seven, six. I know the Colts again, and then who picks seven? Tampa or something? I believe it, it sounds is like Tampa. Tampa, right? Yeah, I think it is Tampa. So Tampa, you know, and, what, and what's after that? Like Niners and it's uh, yeah, not, Niners, Raiders. I think are tied, or maybe Bears. Um, but yeah, I mean, so there are teams that are that are seven. To take seven on. is Tampa. Eight is Chicago. Nine is Niners. Chicago. Ten is Oakland. Okay, yeah. So Oakland and Oakland and, and uh, San Fran don't need don't need QBs. You think San Fran wouldn't take an extra second round pick to move back two spots? Oh, absolutely. I would. <laughs> Cruden too. Yeah. yeah. All right. So do we still think that Saquon Barkley is the number one overall favorite? He should no. be. No, I don't. I don't. I think. I think them signing. Uh, What's his name? Carlos Hyde basically took that took that possibility off the table pretty much. I mean, I can't. I mean, they still have uh, Duke Johnson, who I know is a lot of a bit a bit of a scat back and receiver, plays some slot for them. But I mean, you, you got Duke Johnson paired with uh, Carlos, Carlos Hyde. Hyde. Not the biggest fan of Hyde, but he's a good, he's a good running back though. He is good. He's a starting caliber. Um, just some injury concerns at times. But I mean, he I don't know why he had a so much. 
a third back when you wouldn't have the guarantee of having your franchise franchise quarterback because now you know the Giants probably at two and the Jets at three are taking it. So then you'd be left with the third guy. I just, I don't think they go Barkley now. I think that that Hyde signing means that they're probably going either Darnold or Allen. What if, what if they take Barkley at four? I was just about to say that. Barkley could be available. That would be some Kevin Costner draft day shit right there. Yeah, that would be like. Look at at the Browns (laughs) making fucking moves, pulling the wool over everyone's eyes. I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that. That's what that Jets trade opens up to them now. Exactly. Because the Colts would have taken Barkley. The Colts would have had no choice. Yeah, they would have had no Colts choice but to take him. Absolutely. Wow, that's that's yeah, that's some draft day shit. They they probably would take him there. I mean, it'd either be, I I mean, I could just think of. I mean, they'd be looking for either Fitzpatrick or Chubb. But I mean, exactly. Tom, what do you think? Probably will be available at four because I mean, like we saw the Giants and the Jets probably both going quarterback. So now I would be smart to take the quarterback at one. You know, last week I said they'd be stupid to take anybody but Barkley at one. But now, like Sully had mentioned with Hyde. That changes things. I think they could still definitely use Barkley. There's no question there. That team could use all the pieces it can get. But Hill should be available at four at this point. I mean, unless the Jets or the Giants do something that no one's thinking they're going to do. But, I mean, they both need a quarterback. The Giants need someone to get in there behind Eli. Because, I mean, how many – Dave, how many years do you think Eli has left? Of competency? Yes. Uh, One. Right. Okay. So we're on the same page there. I think this is yeah. probably it for him. Agreed. Um, so I'll get another quarterback in there. They needed the Jets. Obviously, need a quarterback. I really think he could still be available at four, and that could be that could be huge for them to get a solid quarterback. Probably Darnold, and then get yeah. Barkley. That the Browns are turning it around. If they now now the Browns take Fitzpatrick at four, Broncos go quarterback. The Colts get him at six. At regardless. Oh, I think it'd be crazy. another great scenario. I, I think that's very possible. Fitzpatrick, yeah. Because the I mean, Browns do need help on the defensive side. Listen, of the ball. If, if it all depends on the Giants, but if the Giants don't take, uh, if the Giants take a quarterback, there's a hundred percent chance one of those two scenarios I just named will play out, and one of the the Colts or the Browns are gonna look like fucking geniuses. <laughs> For once. Yeah. yeah. Who the fuck has ever said that? Yeah. <laughs> We'll staying on the Giants real quick, uh, Jones, I know they said it wasn't him, but Odell was in a video. Well, it wasn't Odell they're saying. Other people are saying it was Odell. He was in a brawl in Atlanta. There's a lot of stuff going down this this offseason between the video of him with the white substance it lined up, you know, it was looking cocaine. like Coke. Looking like exactly. Allegedly. <laughs> Wait, alleged, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, we cocaine. don't want to get a lawsuit. Um, And then the chick. Bro, like, this guy, he wants the big contract. Do you guys give it to him? What do you think? Uh, Yeah, I mean, you, you might be able to negotiate a couple million here or there. Like, it, it it talks him off the ledge. It gives legitimacy to talking him off the ledge of, like, the biggest contract for a wide receiver or the biggest contract in the NFL. 20 million per year. So now, yeah, now it's like, okay, great, like, you're not you're not putting up the same numbers as Antonio Brown, and by the way, you also have all this off the field shit going on. We're like, you know, we're totally behind you, but we're not giving you twenty anymore. Antonio gets seventeen, we'll give you fifteen and a half, and that's it. You'll be the second highest paid receiver in the world, and you know, I think they, I think the Giants finally have a legitimate argument to make for that case. I mean, when push comes to shove, I think you gotta at least match Antonio's contract um, just yeah. to keep him in town. Especially with 
you know, the new quarterback coming in. Beckham's only 24, 25, so, like, they could These very are well prime have solid seven yeah. and eight years together. You know, I, but if he wants 20, if he wants to be, like, the highest-paid receiver or the highest-paid quarter or player in the, in the league, you got to deal him. You got to just – you got to trade him because you can get a shit ton for him. And yeah. It, it, it's not even almost about the money. I mean, they'll struggle to pay 20 right now with their current cap situation, but it's just, like, principle. Like, you can't – that's not – the Giants just won't do that. It's not the type of team they are. It's not the type of organization they are. They've showed plenty of time in their history that that's how – they will handle that type of situation um no matter how big the player is so i, I think that you get him the, at, at 15 16 sign him up five years and you got your guy for the next five years and that's it but if he yeah. wants more than that uh, you got to start exploring other options and in comparison the highest wide receiver contract ever was calvin johnson with the seven-year contract 113 mil 53 of that was guaranteed but with Calvin Johnson, you didn't see him hitting nets and losing his cool. You knew he was going to be a consistent guy. He had a good character, good makeup. He was going to be the consistent. You give a guy like that that contract, and it was still only averaging 16 mil a year. Odell asking for 20 mil a year is kind of even yeah, no. like, how the hell are we going to build a team with you getting 20 million a year for a wide receiver? Yeah, he does change the game, but it's a wide receiver. You're not in the play on yeah. every single down. You know what I mean? And what I don't do even about care that? about total leg. If he want, I mean, yeah, it's it's true. But I, I would be so much more rather giving him seven or eight years on a deal as opposed to a higher annual salary. Exactly. For five years. exactly. Like I'm willing Completely to take that agree. risk of like him being serviceable at the back end of that contract over paying for five, you know, paying huge, five huge years. And then God knows he's going to be 31 and think that he w deserves another one of the contracts he just got, which is just not going to be the case. Exactly. The only thing, the only thing I don't like about about it, and Dave, I agree all in all, in all is you, you can't overpay him like he wants after this shit, and they do have some leverage. But I don't think I think Odell's pretty set on his price tag, and I think it's a lot yeah. higher than 15 million. So the only thing I don't like is I don't. I'm not a fan of rewarding bad behavior in that regard and and how would you know giving them that contract how is that going to motivate him i know he says he wants to be great and I, I believe it but i mean i can't imagine it helping him get better or motivating him more i mean we see you know we see players in 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 all leagues when they get paid you know they're a lot of times they're not the same player the yeah. drive may not be there so i mean you know i know odell has a lot of drive but i mean are these are these antics and everything gonna go away, or are they gonna get worse after that? I would think they may get worse. And even to Based interject real quick, sorry, Sully, just to add to your point, oh. you know what would be a good counter to that? He, you sign him to a, a big contract, but you also make it very incentive laden. So yeah. okay, if he gets the fifteen touchdowns per yeah. year, boom, you got a huge bonus. So yeah, go ahead, Sully. Like what about and I, that, that's a good idea? That is a good idea. I agree with that. But well, what about what is he? Is this his last year under contract? This upcoming year is. The, what if you just franch? What if you just franchised him? Like, it's what possible. You, I, I'm saying, like, you know, I know it would be high, and it'd be. It's like, it's like we're gonna keep franchising you, like a Le'Veon Bell, uh, scenario. And you know, Odell's obviously not gonna threaten to retire. Like he wouldn't do that. Like Le'Veon is, and wide receiver career is so much longer than running back. Yeah. But what if you just, what if you threaten, like, we're just going to keep until you, until, we're not going to give you the big deal until you start acting like a big boy and cut the shit out. Like, you'll make your money, but you're not going to have any long-term security with us. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a real option they're considering. Tom, to answer your question, they gave Gronk three million for playing eighty percent snaps or seventy receptions or a thousand yards or twelve touchdowns, which he he did hit, and then he gets five point five mil for playing for getting an All Pro selection, which he also did hit, and also they gave him a mil for getting more than eight hundred yards. So that's, and his base was only six five, I think. His base was two point two this year. Oh wow! I thought it was six five. I thought it was higher, and then he got like that extra almost ten in incentive. But that's it's even better. Do something six, like six, that. Yeah. yeah, do something like that. Do it. Do like a, a two million dollar contract base, and then you just give him all those incentives. Which if he stays healthy, he should hit. Which I mean, that's it's not the behavior or anything with Gronk that they're worried about. It's him staying healthy, obviously. So, same kind of situation, different problem. But, I mean, besides this season, Odell's been relatively healthy his entire career, if I'm not wrong. I mean, he's missed a few games here and there, but... But nothing um, serious. He hasn't had any season ending besides... Mostly suspensions, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with something like that, though, the big money, it's like, more money, more problems. You see this guy, he's doing... He's doing blowing, smoking blunts in a Snapchat video or whatever. It's like... You want to give that guy $20 million? Bro, <laughs> hey, she looks like think... a nice lady. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> yeah, you would think he would have learned, though, after that boat picture where Trey Songs is holding a blind, and then they're all with the fucking shirts off the week before they play the Packers in that game. Dude, I, don't, like... I don't get these, these athletes with these random broads. Like, if I'm Odell Beckham, like, okay, you're just some fucking random model or whatever, whatever this girl, however she ended up there, like... Hotel's got a safe. Put your phone in the fucking safe, or turn oh, around and walk yes. out. Yes, like these, these yes. are the terms. If you don't, if you feel unsafe by that, walk the fuck out because there's a hundred more right behind you that are just as pretty and just as fun that want to hang out with me. I don't exactly. get it. These athletes are so. Is it like a show off thing? Is it like I, I just I, put it on I your own know. Instagram if you so try to dumb. show dumb. So dumb. Bro, it like, is, and, and it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not. A, sorry to interrupt. But it's like yeah. it doesn't bother me at all. As bad as that sounds, like the girls, the even the most Great. likely. Do coach, you, man? It, yeah, it does. It doesn't bother me. It's just, it's just. Why the hell are you gonna have that out there, or the opportunity to have that out there when when you're trying to get a contract extension and you're yeah. and you're open and you're pissing like a dog and all this dumb shit. Like and then you're flabbergasted. It's I'm not like, oh, I'm that's not like okay. appalled. Like oh, Odell, you are just a bad person. You're partying. I mean, he may have even been doing it. Who knows? Maybe. And I don't... Yeah, the, only, players... the only wrong decision he made that night was letting the broad bring her phone in. Exactly. Yeah. And, Sully, I completely agree. And what players forget is the NFL's a business. Okay, I get it. You're, you're the best in the world. You could be, like, insane. But at the end of the day, you're a business, and you have to represent an organization. So when it gets to the point that you're representing that organization in a negative way... Bro, you're going to get cut. You're going to get the pay cut. You're not going to get the big bucks. Just as it would happen to either one of us in this chat who work a fucking day job. If I go out there and go to my job and I'm out there pretending like I'm pissing on a fire hydrant, chances are I'm probably going to get reprimanded for that shit. Bro, the WWE is a quicker hook than the NFL. WWE holds itself to higher standards than NFL players do. Bad. So fast. Now moving on to... Madness, the March Madness. All of our brackets are busted. <laughs> Sully's hanging on for a thread. I'm like damn near last place. I'm Let's still hanging. Let's start off with a little Cinderella team. 
Although they got eliminated yesterday, love the heart from those people. They were in Hartford's conference, the American East. The UMBC Golden Retrievers been dying to get one of those jerseys. I'm not gonna lie, that's a sick jersey. But let's start off when they beat Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, when when they beat Virginia 74 to 54, and Jarris Lyles had 28 points. But then yesterday he disappeared, reappeared in the last one. But let's start off with Virginia. How the hell did UMBC win that game, guys? Explain that to me. How? Well, let me tell you. I was out at an establishment having a few apple juices, and I'm watching <laughs> this game. And, you know, I'm looking at the score, and every time I look up, it's the margin just getting wider and wider. And I'm sitting there like, there's no way this is going to happen. Virginia's going to turn it on. They're the best defense in the country. They're going to shut this down right now. And they just never did. They just never did. And their coach at the end of the game said it perfectly. He was like, we went out there and got a good old-fashioned butt whooping like we like he's like there was no way around it they came out and showed up we didn't he's like we couldn't figure out how to stop them they wouldn't stop scoring it was it was unbelievable honestly I, you don't see that happening especially you never see that happen with 16 and a one seed i mean look yeah. at all the other matchups they're all 20 point blowouts on the other side it's like kansas beat penn by 16 xavier beat texas southern by almost 20 by 19. Villanova beat Radford by 26. And then you have Virginia losing by 20 to a 16 seed. It's like, how do you, you're, you're the alpha all season. You are the front runner all season. And you go out there and you lay an egg in the first round. I, it was, it was mind blowing to watch that. Yeah, it was, it, it really was. And I, I was actually at an establishment as well, uh, Tom <laughs> or Mr. Buns. And, uh, I didn't really see the first half to be honest. I can't comment too much about it, but I saw, I believe it was 20, 22, 22 at half. Is that the score? I and, think so. And I, yeah, I think it was 22 all. And I, I looked at my phone. I go, Holy shit. I go, they might lose this. This is, I, I, I wasn't saying they were gonna, but I'm like, this isn't this isn't good because Virginia can't score, and with without their fourth leading score score, uh, what's his name, Hunter Hunter out, um, he's their fourth leading scorer, one of their better defenders, NBA potential prospect. That's a that's a huge blow to them. And here's the thing, people always said Virginia and Villanova had such a small margin margin of error, and Villanova, I think that was a false concept because our offense is number one. There's always in the past we haven't been able to score, but Virginia can't score. They literally can't score. Yeah. They're all defense, and they're slow tempo. They're grinded out. That's why that the spread. That's why I said that last week to Zach. I said Devils Advocate, uh, eleven for eleven, you know, beat them by eleven in the first half, minus eleven. You know, they may only score thirty something in the first half, so that's not a sure bet. And clearly, it wasn't because they have trouble scoring the ball. They don't have they don't have dynamic players that can penetrate the paint. Really, they didn't. They didn't shoot the ball well at all. What, what did they go? Um, they went 4 of 22 from 3. So that's they had an off-night shooting. They, they didn't get good looks. And it's a combination of a UMBC clearly played amazing, and they shot the lights out. They went 12 of 24 for 3. I mean, it's tough to beat any team when they're going to shoot 50% from 3. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's a pretty lethal uh, shoot, shooting percentage. So it's really – I mean, it, it is shocking, but – I always knew I knew it was gonna happen. To be honest, not this year. I'm saying, but I knew it was gonna happen once I saw Middle Tennessee State beat Michigan State, because that year Michigan State was basically a one seed. Everyone said they got snubbed from one seed. They had the talent of a one seed, and Middle Tennessee, 15, 16, same thing. I knew it was gonna happen eventually, and I'm kind of glad it did happen because it fucked up everyone's bracket. Fuck everyone. 
Yeah, I was talking to this uh, girl the other day, and uh, coincidentally enough, she watches college basketball. She was like, yeah, I enjoyed it because it fucked up everyone's bracket. I'm like, well, it fucked up mine, so I didn't enjoy it pretty much. Um, <laughs> Jones, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, it was incredible to watch. Like, it was, you know, it's always, at least you always see these games and, like, you know, they start off, like, 14-13, you know, and you think they could, like, maybe do something, and then at halftime and you th- still think it's one of those games at halftime and i i kind of like dismissed it i was watching another game and uh and then second half started all you guys started texting me and i was like what the fuck is going on i look at the score and it's like umbc's pulling away like sully said they just couldn't they couldn't miss like every shot they put up in the last 10 minutes was just dropping and it was just cool to see i mean I- i'm not a big virginia fan i i kind of like hate their mantra i don't know why um, but it's just, if anyone was to go down, I was, I was happy. It was Virginia. You thought you always thought it'd be like a, you know, Bryce drew buzzer beater and it's a fucking blowout. Yeah. That was great. And two more quick statistics that I just saw. Virginia had five assists for the game. Ew. Disgusting. Which is, and this is an even bigger number in my opinion, 22 rebounds for the game. 20 fucking two. Jesus. I knew they weren't a good rebounding team, but that's bad. Well, you can't rebound if the other team's not missing any shots. True story. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> true. I mean, I mean, how many and, shots did they miss here? It says they they missed twenty two shots. So, and clearly they didn't get many offensive rebounds. So, there you go. UMBC is such a stre- they're such a streaky team too, though. Like when if you watch that game, when they're on, they're so on. Even when they played Hartford, that we watched, they that were game, on. Yeah, like they, they were, were just- on. Fire. They're just a streaky that guy Mora, that's the life of their team. When that guy's yeah, on when he's fucking man. that bastard, I hate him so much, yeah, but that, that he, little fucker. He injects this energy into that team. Like the guy's five seven. Should he even be out on that court. Is he really that small? Yeah, he's bro, five, he seven, is I think. so five, small, seven. bro. Dave, I think I you saw, need to lace him um, up, bro. I saw that UMBC, I can't remember who it was against, but I was just looking at their scores from the from the season, they in one game scored twenty eight points, I believe. That was obvious. What? I think they Albany. scored twenty eight points or thirty two points total for a game. They and, lost to Albany by like forty something, like three. Yeah, years. I think that's that who it was. That was the Albany was. game. It was at yeah. The beginning of the season to Albany, they scored like either it was twenty eight or thirty two points, and it's I was 39, like, "How 30. in the world did that team go out yeah. a couple months later and beat the one seed and the one seed in the entire country, like?" Unreal. Unbelievable. Tom, it was 39 points they scored, and Albany dropped 83 oh. on them. Right. Oh, so they, they doubled their score draw. more than. They more than yeah. doubled exactly. their score. 40, 43 points. Nice. And they only scored 43 versus Kansas State. So yeah. they're, they're really very. But they were so close in that game until those final minutes where they just couldn't score at all. That was a, I that mean, was, it was a great. It was great to see their heart, though. On that one yeah. play, they, they saved more and oh, someone else. The backcourt violation. Over the the backcourt yeah. violation they saved it twice on one play you'll yeah. love to see that that was just they were giving it their all they just they just they didn't make enough shots bro they I were mean, like the, the the one seed we were like talking about like yeah virginia is gonna win by 75 points yeah like, yeah they were the one they were the one seed one that up. everyone thought was gonna like the best team they were the number one overall and they we thought they had the bad bracket i had i mean uh, i had them losing next round anyways I think a lot of people did on at Bleacher Fam, but 
there was a ton of people like in in work pools you know carol from accounting and janice from hr they all had virginia <laughs> yeah oh wait and uh lane kiffin apparently had umbc on his bracket which is bullshit he just put the picture up today and i'm like lane come on bro get yeah. the fuck out of here yeah fuck off lane kiffin i saw that 405 people Got the entire South right so far out of all the brackets. Wow. Breaking news on Bleacher Fan. Eric Ebron just signed a two-year contract with the Colts. Oh, I saw he's going meeting with them today. Yeah, that's a huge upgrade from Jack Doyle. When is Gronk going to give a decision on him he's being playing a football next player year. next year? Yeah, Did he say that? Year. He said it. Yeah, he said it already. I didn't idiot. Hear him say it, but I think it's, it's, it's understood that he's playing. Idiot. <laughs> Yeah, if he's smart, this will be his last year. Guy wants yeah. to become an actor like fucking Stallone. How many how many crippled actors are there? I didn't see Christopher Reeves getting too much <laughs> too much work after he fell off the horse. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's Jones being Jones over there. Really. What are you saying, man? <laughs> you guys thought my OJ comment was bad. <laughs> Bro, imagine going to, like, a Jaguars game, and all you hear is the Jaguars need to stop playing around and go for the kill, and you look next to you, and it's OJ sitting there. <laughs> he is nudging like, me, but you know something about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, saying man? In the grocery store in Vegas, Mags ran into him. Yeah. He said he was buying a 12-pack of Corona and some and some oranges. And he had some broads, right? Yeah, he had a couple girls with him. <laughs> Bro, those must be those must be like the bravest women or the dumbest women in the world. OJ, he's still killing it, just killing the pussy. Bro, they, the <laughs> figuratively guy, and literally guy has so much CTE, he might make it contagious. <laughs> Did you see that interview? We're going so off tangent, but did anybody see that interview when he was yeah, like, I oh, "If I did it, it. yeah." I wrote about uh, it. Tom, did you see when he was like? He was saying, like, uh, hypothetically speak, I would have had an assistant named Charlie. And then they asked him, like, oh, did you speak to Charlie? And he was like, which Charlie? And then he's like, oh, yeah, that Charlie. Oh, yeah, that Charlie. The guy that helped me murder my ex-wife and her boyfriend. Like, dude, he is such a sick fuck. I cannot believe that he did that interview and was like, no, no, no. Hypothetically, this is what happened. The knife was under Charlie. my seat and fucking, oh, man, he's a yeah, even the even the uh the the civil trial after that you look at because you can't you can't uh plead the, fifth. the same thing you well you can't be tried the same thing but in a civil trial you can't plead the fifth amendment right so he had oh. to testify and the videos and of him he testifying got... he just there's a million holes in his story it's just like they're like well how'd you do that and he's like ah, yeah but, <laughs> like it's like oh okay so you fucking murdered them like yeah pretty much <laughs> Yeah, so you're guilty. He lost. He fifty million dollars. He got to give up. And That's he the never only good thing it. that comes out of. Yeah, he paid like he gave him the book deal, so that covered like two million dollars or some shit, or three million dollars. But he still owes them like thirty or forty something million dollars, which and that so, me. That's why that's when still, he got pinched, when he got pinched for armed robbery, the judge was like, "I gave you thirty three years," and she was like, "It's a year for every million that you owe the Goldmans," and he got yeah. out nine. Yeah, well, that's the only good thing about him getting out is any money he goes he gets is going to go to them goes to um, them and the only money he has for the rest of his life that legally can't be touched is his nfl pension which i believe is 3.2 million yeah he gets a he gets wow. a good amount of money for that that's actually yeah. i was looking at those numbers one day they, the guys who played in the 80s get a good amount of money per year 
Yeah, I mean, you know how much CTE those guys have? Oh, they yeah. Don't know they have that. All brain dead. Tom, all by right. the way, love that <laughs> you said he got pinched. I'm like, what is this, an 80s movie or some shit? But, um... <laughs> Sticking with the times, bro. He committed these murders in, like, 94. <laughs> got away yeah. in a fucking white Bronco, which they're bringing back. I guarantee... <laughs> That motherfucker buys one when Ford makes those. <laughs> I think it's next year, the year after. That that douche is gonna be driving around in a brand new Ford Bronco. Guarantee it. Speaking speaking of beating stuff, Michigan beat Houston with that buzzer beater, and that freshman Mike and Jordan Michael Jordan Poole hitting that buzzer beater, bro. But what killed them was when fucking Devin Davis missed both of those free throws. You got to make at least one of those. Yeah, oh. that's like going un untalked about is the the devastatingness of that kid yeah. missing both free throws. Oh my god, I was so fucking happy. I have Michigan in my Final Four, and I was at my in my friend's man cave, and we fucking lost it. I just I went I couldn't believe it. That was <laughs> God bless him for missing those free throws. I, I'm sorry, it's fucked up to say, but but yeah, I mean you got to make at least one there. Like it's really not hard to make one. And he missed both of them. And then just, you see the kid after he made him? He just starts, he goes, I, I, you couldn't even understand him after he, I, I didn't even know what language he was speaking in the post-conference. No offense to him. I, I, I don't know what language he was speaking, but it was not, all I heard was I just didn't want my teammates to catch me. I always, I always thought if I made that shot. And this motherfucker's sprinting around. You see Haas and, I mean, not Haas, not Haas, what's his name, fucking Wagner in the background with his mouth open trying to chase him down. <laughs> it was just it was just pure joy. It was just it was a very no, good how, moment. How about the statement that he goes, Yeah, I make those all the time in practice and every single one of his teammates go, Yeah, he makes that all the time in practice like so casually. Like, bro, that was a huge shot. Jones. He made like the same shot in, in high school. They pulled up a video yeah. of him making the same exact shot in high school to win some like state title or some shit like that. Yeah, it was the same exact spot spot on the floor pretty wild so he does just make that shot i don't know why they don't just run it normally ugly ass shot with yeah. the legs kicking out it looks like my jump shot he did not get, <laughs> he was trying to draw the foul and he that was a flop he did not get fouled yeah I, I i don't think he got fouled some a lot of people said he did but i think he kicked out the legs that was my one game that i i, I of all the bad beats i had this weekend that was the one that i had that like was blessed upon me Wait, what about uh, what about Kansas Seton Hall? That buzzer beater three from Seton Hall on the spread four to me and a half. <laughs> I knew that guy wasn't even facing the basket. He wasn't. He just the guy was literally up. fucking looking at some girl in the fifth row, and he throws it up. You hear me? Fading just... away. He had to know the spread. <laughs> He's fading away. Just chucks it up and just drains it. That guy was making everything. Yeah. <laughs> I could I not his name, but he was he was just And it wasn't was even like they made three of them in a row. It wasn't even like one of those games like, oh you guys missed a couple free throws. <laughs> like they went Kansas went six for six from the line and then they just made three consecutive thirty five foot threes. <laughs> yeah. And I lost. You can hear them just yell out Kobe as they shoot that ball. <laughs> you know I was literally I was up seven and have it at four and a half, and three straight possessions, they answer a two with a three, and I fucking lost. <laughs> you know who who else couldn't miss, which was completely was when I knew my bracket was going to shit, was Buffalo. 
Buffalo beat Arizona. Eighty-nine to sixty-eight. Fuck Sean Miller. That was another one. Like, yep. Betting the mortgage on this one. Minus eight. Book it. Fuck you if you disagree, bro. I mean, when you have, when you have West Clark, West Clark, making twenty-five points. Jeremy Harris, twenty-three. C.J. Massenburg, nineteen. It's fucking hard, bro. Like. Who are All these guys? guys? Although Wes Clark can ball. He's real. You saw that against <laughs> Kentucky, too. He can Bro, ball. you go down that whole line. It's like every every single player they had contributed. Every single rebound against Arizona, it was incredible. I was cursing, obviously. I was very <laughs> upset that night. I was yeah, but Arizona most- doesn't have anyone that's tall. Oh, wait. Just kidding. They fucking DeAndre Ayton that didn't fucking do anything. And Ristich. Two guys that got- are both like seven foot. Do you think that hurt his draft stock at all? I was just going to say, let's say Bagley and goes to the finals. Doesn't win. You take it. Does he go over Aiton? After that, I think so. I mean, he just uh, choked in his, his big game. Here's the thing is, I don't think, I don't think this matters as much as, as we hope it does. I think we, we all hope as we had Arizona in the final four, a lot of us. I think we hope it hurts his draft stock because, like, fuck you. But I don't think it's going to hurt him as much as we think. Cause it's yeah, you're just, probably right. At the end of the day, it's just it just he still had like what eighteen and six or something eighteen. I think it's fourteen and thirteen. Fourteen and thirteen. Oh, something like that. Oh, yeah. really? So I'm off. But he, yeah, he's. I mean, he still contributed. So it's not like it's like wow, he he's never gonna recover from this. It's just I yeah. didn't see a drive from him personally, and that that to me is a little bit on one alarming. Part, he, he, yeah, a little alarming. Uh, one play like he grabbed it and got like a, a got a. Uh, tied up for a possession but other than that i really didn't see any like i didn't see any like passion from him so it was just like what are you doing like and like what are the coaches doing what sean miller what i mean i know they were guarding him very well fronting him um very well defensively but why don't you just get him isolation on the block and just give it to him 12 feet out and just let him go those buffalo is small like just run the pick and roll with trier all day yeah, and, and, like, I mean, Aiton, how many threes did he take? I know he can make them, but, like, he took, like, three threes at least. Like, no, we want you. We need you down on the block. Know. Like, he literally could dribble it three times and get a minimum two-footer, two-foot hook shot, if not a dunk, every time. And they were just, they were just, they had everyone just on the same side as him so they could front him, and then they, they had two guys on him, and they couldn't get him the ball, and Trier played awful. Alonzo Trier played awful. Cartwright played awful. It was just, think, it was just embarrassing. What do you think this means for Sean Miller? Like you, he's you done. know all the controversy going now. on. He's done. Absolutely he's done. Because now they can now they can uh, fire him for uh, just like poor performance, and they Instead don't have to of... pay him. They don't have to pay him the ten out of twelve million for not for firing him for not just cause, or for firing him for just cause. Sorry. Yeah. Now they can fire him for what's categorized as not just cause. And only have to pay him five million of his twelve million that he's owed, so it cuts the price they owe him in half by five million. Um, and it's just like a, you know, it's one of those, you know, let's clear our fucking hands of it. Um, yeah, exactly. It's unfortunate. And now that the George's is- coach, and I don't even know if he did it. You know, I'm not still not convinced anything was actually done wrong. Um, so it, it might be a blessing in disguise for for Miller because they might kind of back off on on him now that if he's fired he's no longer relevant to the situation it's all on the yeah. university at that point yeah um, and so that might give them time to cut you know similar to what happened with larry brown like 
and what will happen with Rick Pitino because Rick Pitino is getting a job. In the next 12 months, Rick Pitino is going to be getting a job. Yeah, I was sad that the Georgia spot got filled. Yes, uh, that's a good job. Who, who got that, Crean? Tom Crean. Yeah, He's going to yeah. do a good job there. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tom. Good. I was sad that it wasn't Pitino, though. I want him to coach again. I feel like, maybe, I mean, Arizona after the allegation against Sean Miller, probably not their best bet to go with uh, Pitino, but. <laughs> Sign him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about Loyola Chicago, Sister Jean, and Loyola beating Tennessee. It's just been upset after upset. Sister fucking Jean. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Captivated the nation. The world. The this, world. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Tom. Wait, wait. She goes, they ask her, oh, how do you feel about being a national sensation? She was like, oh, if I can correct you, an uh, international sensation. Sister <laughs> Jean. Is she 98? 98. Shark is a fucking tack. She's 98. This woman, this woman gives them, after every game, gives them their recap, what they can improve on, the scouting report for the other team, and she's 98. When, she, when, what's his name, when the current coach, I forgot his name, it's, it's, it's missing me right now, but when he got the team, she gave him reports on every single player, what they do well and what they don't, what they don't do well, and while she's mid in her 90s. This, this woman was in the hospital, very sick at one point, and now Sister Jean is really the mastermind behind Loyola Chicago. She's she's a it's... better coach than the the SF Austin coach who blamed <laughs> blamed his losses on the fact that uh, our his, oh, ki- his kids have cell phones. What? I didn't hear that. Yes. He, <laughs> said, oh. he said that the, the millennials <laughs> don't watch college basketball. They don't watch the NBA. They don't watch basketball in general. They're always on their phones. They didn't even know who we were playing because they're always on their phones. They don't they don't watch college basketball like a normal person. Blah blah blah. Like. Bro, you're the coach. You should be the one yeah, having them in the exactly. film room prepare. If you don't know, if you don't have scouting, your players don't have scouting on on the opposing team. You sh- that's just you telling me that we should fire you, <laughs> not Bro. doing your job. Oh imagine, God. imagine Coach K saying some shit like that. Like, yeah, yeah. M- millennials. Like, yo, Coach K will s- fucking give you the death stare. You know what you got to do. Yeah, we didn't know their uh, shooting guard could shoot threes. So, you know, kids weren't <laughs> on that Snapchat so often. He should have just came out and oh said, look, we watched zero film. We fucked yeah. up. Maybe it's his way, the way trying to get a film room at SF Austin. He's still on that VHS uh, or some shit. Breaking Sunny. news, everyone. Sister Jean is now going for the next pope. She's now running <laughs> to be the next pope of the Vatican. <laughs> I think she. I think the other one has to die before that, though. So is she going to go, like, merc this Pope now. Bro. Don't lie when you just said breaking news. Like my first thought was that this girl died. <laughs> Yo, you oh, imagine? I'm sorry. I'm they sorry. they would win. Just, At that point, that was completely fabricated. Oh, point, you would have heard they, is. They have to. Win. They have to win if Sister Jean dies. That no, next matchup is gonna be fucked up. No. Yo, she didn't but... pick them in the second game. I don't want. No, she said they were gonna lose. She picked she them said in the second game. She didn't have them going further than this. Oh. Okay. Well, so I'm thinking they're gonna lose. Yeah, of course they're gonna lose. Goes off. But I have a very, I have an interesting statistic about Loyola, Loyola Chicago, who I, I think personally has played the best fundamental basketball in it, in the entire tournament. They have the most beautiful ball movement I have ever seen out of a mid-major or, or even, almost any team. They they have 48 field goals and 36 assists. Which is amazing for college. That means seventy-five percent of their wow. baskets are coming off assists, 
which is it's generally lower in college. There, generally, there's more three three chucking because the obviously the three point line is not as far. So 75% of their their makes they're they're assisting on, and they're just they have beautiful basketball. Their 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 passing is so on point. Custer, that guy Custer got lucky as shit on that shot. He had the prayers of Sister Jean on that one. That might be one of the best matchups in the next round. Loyola and uh, Nevada. The only thing that's telling me, the only thing that's telling me is Sister Jean didn't pick them. So I would think Nevada's going to win. I mean, they did come back. They did make that 22-point comeback against Cincy, too. How about the fucking South bracket just being the easiest bracket now? After being so loaded. It's Kentucky's bracket to lose it. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. I mean, literally, they're the highest seed left. Oh yeah, we and and John Calipari, who I may, may, must preface this by saying I love him as a person, as a coach. I think he's the man. He needs to stop with this bullshit of trying to make this like a tough bracket and acting like before this he was acting like the world's against them. Like, all yeah, right, well, relax, Cal. Like, like you you have a cakewalk. Like, I no disrespect yeah. to it's anyone here. It's because he doesn't got, believe in his team. Well, it's because what? He definitely doesn't believe in that team. I mean, he probably thought, I'm going to get ahead of this and say, oh, I have, we have the toughest fucking schedule. So when they lose, he could just fall back on that. It sounds like something like Le- like you're saying, like LeBron would say, like to like, like oh, we got so many injuries. Like, yeah, it's Cal- yeah. like, Cal- like what, do you, what, like, what do you expect me to do? Like, we got Nanta, we got Love out, we got this midget over here, uh, IT. Like, <laughs> what I, what I, what's crazy, what I kind of respect about Coach Cal is he, he's carved out this like, niche or like feeling around him that every year they're great they, they, every year he's good he's got good players like they're great and every year yeah. he has a poor recruiting class is good coaching it's not any it's not like a negative thing it's just oh no he had a really good coaching year because he had poor recruit you know what i mean like he's just no matter what happens to his season he's always going to be praised and it takes yeah. a lot to carve out that reputation in college basketball yeah, every every year they're every year they make at least a Sweet Sixteen run. That's that's why like it's weird. Like obviously I had Arizona in the Final Four, but it's like you just know Kentucky's gonna be at least in the Sweet Sixteen at minimum. It's just like yeah, it's like they always find to make it far somehow. They like you know, five straight the Sweet Sixteen. They've won four straight SEC titles. Like yeah, yes. Yeah, you can't ignore. Like they only that. got one one championship, but like. Come on. They should have won the cat, the town. I mean, and think about it. If those players returned, those guys, if the Anthony Davises and the Carl Anthony Towns stayed for more than one year, I mean, they would be a, the biggest dynasty ever. That'd be a yeah. dominant. I mean, you would have had Anthony Davis, Boogie, and Towns on the same squad. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Tom. Good luck, uh, America. <laughs> Tom, so do you think they're going to the Final Four? Uh, I think that that they could. I mean... What scares me is they squeaked out that win against Davidson. They only won 78-73. So Davidson wasn't that good of a team, and they barely squeaked out a win against them. Kansas State could give them a run for their money in this game. But, ah, I mean, I don't see Loyola or Nevada beating them. So if they can get through Kansas State, then I think they win the Elite Eight with ease. I mean, I didn't have that. I had Zona, obviously, but that went to shit. With 15 minutes left in the game, I was sitting. I was at uh, Mrs. Bun's parents' house, so I had to. I had to keep my, my in check. I had to sit there calmly while my bracket went to shit on the second day. I'm sorry, on the first day, actually. The first day, actually. So 
it was that's that's when I knew it was gone. But then yesterday, my dreams really got crushed with UNC and um, Michigan State going down. I just look like an asshole. You are an asshole. Yeah. Well, that's that's. Did I say that out loud? Yeah. (laughs) Bro, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Mr. Bunce. There's some good matchups this round coming up, though. This this round of 16 is going to be good. It, it, it is it is gonna. I'm actually very excited for it. Um, and I'm not just gonna say this because I need Kentucky to lose this to have a chance to tie for first. If, well, if they win this, then I have a chance to tie for first. If they lose this, it's it's a whole. I sent in that I need like a million things to happen. I need Villanova to win it all. I need Michigan Final Four, Duke Final Four. I have three of my four still in there. I just got killed in the first two rounds. And then if those things happen and Tech loses and Kentucky loses before Final Four, I win it all somehow. And I'm like second to dead last. But I think Kansas State has a good chance of pulling this out. And here's why, which has really not been talked about. Dean Wade is their best player, and he is going to play Thursday for Kansas State. He's 16.7 points a game, I believe. He's their best all-around player, and he's been out for the past two games. So they're getting a huge... um, surplus on offense and defensively Dean Wade is there is just the heart of the team 6'8 220 forward does a little bit of everything can shoot transition he's there he's their go-to guy on offense so that's why they're I know they're a defensive team but their their scores have been much lower offensively so they're getting a huge a huge boost with Dean Wade he said he's 98 percent gonna play and I can only imagine he's gonna give it his all even if he's not 100 percent so I think I think like I'm when I'm looking at the spread of six and a half I think I think I'm definitely taking Kansas State with the spread and I think it's going to be a virtual toss-up in the game I think it's going to be a really good game um I think a few years ago they played in the first round it was an 8-9 matchup I believe when Kentucky had a had a bad year and and Kentucky actually beat them just a fun fact that was like 2014 but um I think it's going to be a really good game for that reason if he wasn't playing I'd I'd say definitely give it to Kentucky but I think I think there's it's it's a virtual coin flip to me Tom, what what other games are you looking at? I like the Villanova West Virginia. That's going to be good. That press that West Virginia has, I think it's going to give Villanova a bit of a hard time. Um, they, I see that being a pretty close one. The, are the lines out on that yet? Yeah, it's five and a half, I believe. I take West Virginia there. I take West Virginia there to spread. I think Villanova can pull it out, but I think it's going to be a real close game come down to the wire. I like the Texas Tech-Purdue matchup. Obviously, a 2-3, that's going to be a good one. They're both coming off three-point wins. Um, Duke-Syracuse, I think Duke is going to end Syracuse's little run they're having here. They're going to blow them out. But then Texas A&M and Michigan could also be a good one. Texas A&M is riding high after taking out UNC. And Michigan, I mean, obviously they're riding pretty high, too. With that uh, buzzer beater there, but that that could be a good one. That could be a real good one too. I think Gonzaga is gonna run over Florida State. I think they had their uh, same thing with Syracuse. Their runs about to come to an end. They're riding pretty high, but I think Gonzaga is gonna put them in check. And um, Kansas, I think, is gonna destroy Clemson. Dave, yeah, I'm down at all those games too. So I I think my two are definitely Villanova, West Virginia, and uh, Syracuse, Duke. Um, definitely. Fuck two, Syracuse. Two top coaches in Syracuse, Coach K, Coach K with Bayheim. Um, I just it's gonna be interesting to see uh, a team like Syri- like Duke who can shoot out of Syracuse's two three zone. 
Um, it's the only way to beat it. But they haven't come. That's why they do good in the tournament because, shocker, college basketball players aren't as good at shooting as NBA players. The the way Syracuse, but Duke is also playing a two three zone this tournament, and it's been really effective for them. Um, so I, I'm interested to see how Syracuse, who's a pretty poor offensive team, um, goes up against a, a defense similar to theirs, which is not something they see very often. Um, but also to see Duke's offense, if they can't shoot, how they're going to navigate that that two three zone because you can converge so quickly on. Bagley and Carter in the post with the zone, especially two three. So it, it'll be interesting to see how Duke manages it, um, yeah. if, especially if they don't come out shooting well. If they come out shooting well, um, moving the ball, it, it, Syracuse won't be in this game for much for long. Um, Dave, uh, quick question, quick question, Dave. How yeah. is it that teams get so blindsided by this two three zone? And it's year after year. It's fucking crazy. How does how does this happen? Like how how can a team not look at some film, or prepare for it? What is it? The thing is, it's like it's kind of like Mariano Rivera's cutter. Like you know it's coming, yeah. and it's just so good that you can't do anything about it. Still, even when you know what's gonna happen, because yeah. um, it's not like he's he's been doing this for thirty years. Not like he's been like switching up the defense on us. Like the it's a fame two three zone. He recruits well for his defense. He's always got long, athletic bigs. Um, even you know, Fab Mello, Hakeem Warwick, uh, Raheem Christmas. Like every everybody he gets to play on the backside of that two-three zone is has great lateral speed and is long. And you're seeing that this year, where you know you you have to move the ball so fast and so precisely that it, it's something. No matter how much you study tape on it, it's like not real until it's real. And then yeah. it's a whole new ball game. Um, yeah. uh, Dave, you wanted to say anything else? Uh, yeah, just reiterate what they said about the West Virginia Villanova game. I think it's gonna be great. I, I love to see teams try and break out of West Virginia's press. Um, so many times it, it happens to lesser teams, and they just get eaten up by it. But I think it's gonna be really, really good to see two two great coaches in what should be both Hall of Fame coaches in Jay Wright and Bob Huggins um, try and figure each other out. Uh, to counteract the the press. Yeah, I'm very I'm very much looking forward to the game as well. I think this is the second hardest game Villanova will face if all goes well. I think Duke, if you know, as goes as we think, I think Duke will be the hardest. If if they win this game, I don't think Purdue will be very hard for them without Isaiah Isaiah Isaac Haas, excuse me. Um, but I still think Villanova will be okay, and the spread is I I would almost take Villanova with the spread because. Villanova's a very sound fundamental team, and Bob Huggins' teams aren't very sound fundamentally. They're almost polar opposites when it comes to coaching. Huggins' teams, they're aggressive. They foul a lot. They cause a lot of turnovers. They turn the ball over. They're not very efficient, but they're big in rebounding. Villanova's tra- uh, traditionally a good free-throw shooting team, passes the ball well, takes care of the ball, um, doesn't foul a lot. Where Villanova can get in trouble is they don't have a very deep uh, uh rotation they only go seven maybe eight guys sometimes so if their big men get them in trouble get the nova big man in trouble it could be problems for nova big time down low um because they got some big boys down there but i think what you just said no Uh, go ahead go ahead um but i think villanova being such a good fundamental team when it comes to passing i think we can pass out of the press because they're all capable 
passers and shooters especially. We have here's the thing. I don't know. If, I don't think they're going to do it the entire game because I think we'll burn them in the transition three game. We have six players above 36 percent three between 36 and 42 percent from three. That means everyone on the court can shoot threes. So it's not like like we don't really have a center. We have like two forwards and like Amari Spellman and Eric Pascal. So it's kind of like it's kind of like you know it's it's almost like we got we got three guards and two forwards. They can all shoot threes. So if you leave anyone open, they can easily burn you, and it's not like just a prayer. I mean, as I said, they're they're in the high 30s. So I, I don't know how effective that will be, honestly, contrary to common opinion. Yeah, I, I think that West Virginia – the thing about West Virginia is you know within the first, like, five to eight minutes how this game's going to go because the press either works or it doesn't. They yeah. are what they are outside of their press. They're great when the press is is working. You know, top ten team in the country probably, but that press is either there or it's not. The, the team can either break it or they can't. Um, and I, I'm going to trust Villanova to at least have above average success against it. Um, five and a half is really. Not, it's probably right around where I would maybe make it six, six and a half. But five and a half, I, I think they can cover that. Because um, if if West Virginia's press doesn't work. Villanova's gonna win by 15. Yeah. Um, but if it does, I think I think the press the press is what keeps them in it. Um, so, but naturally, you know, I'm gonna bet Villanova five and a half. They're gonna be they're gonna be up eight after after Villanova hits Dave, two free don't throws. Bet this game. And then and then West Virginia is gonna hit a 39 footer with Javon Carter eating a hot dog, and I'm gonna lose money. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of betting, Dave, would we go against the spread that this week? Leecher fan officially went twenty-one and eleven across the entire first round against the spread. It was Ooh. almost identical to last year. Last year we didn't pick every game. We went nineteen and nine against the spread in the first round. This year we decided to give everybody pick for every game, and we went twenty-one and eleven. So that's over a thousand dollars from Bleacher fan if you're a hundred dollar better. Thousand bucks in four days just for sitting on your couch. You're welcome, America. Stu Finer who? Yeah. Well, Finer who? <laughs> All right. So that's a wrap on the main episode. Our post content episode is mainly going to feature a little bet that we made last week, people. Not, not all of us made it. There was one person in particular who's not here today. It was Lipscomb oh. beating <laughs> <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and the final score that score of that game was UNC eighty four, Lipscomb sixty six. So, <laughs> so just very convenient for Zach not to be on today. Hey, of um, course, Millie's not here for this. What was his excuse? May I ask? Well, I'll just give him. What was his he excuse? Had, he had plans. He had plans. He had plans. Yeah, I've heard that from yeah. every girl in every bar. Yeah, <laughs> you don't got any fucking plans, bitch. What, what was the spread? Nineteen and a half. It covered, right? They did cover. They did cover. They did cover, but let's not hell? give them too much spread? credit. Uh, it was nineteen and a half. I remember we all were like, "Yo, we're fine with you cover it, saying they're gonna cover." But you're fucking retarded if you think. And and the only thing I mean, yeah, we all knew they weren't winning that game. Every uh, America knew they weren't winning that game, even. I mean, of course, they go they go up like 14-11, and he's texting the group like six minutes into the game. Oh, it's <laughs> motherfuckers. He's like, Lipscomb. 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 Four and a half minutes later, they're down 16. 
Yeah, like, are you are you fucking kidding me? And, <laughs> and uh, one thing that he was right about, which I which I, I backed him on, is that I don't. This wasn't a great UNC team, and that's that's why we saw them leave in the second the second weekend. Is they they weren't they weren't the team of last year with Justin Jackson, and they weren't they weren't as great as I don't. I thought they were overvalued. I thought they should have been a three seed at least. They weren't they weren't that great really. They didn't. They got hot, but they weren't they weren't the. A and M just ate them alive. Exactly. Barry proposed to his girlfriend. He's like a married man now. He had no drive, no effort. Jesus. No reason to live. Joel Barry proposed to his girlfriend. Oh, well, yeah. His life's over. I don't know why. <laughs> Way to go, idiot. When did he do that? Uh, I think not too long ago, like a month or two ago. Oh, maybe that's why he said Lipscomb was gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> Lips and cum. It's like Carlos Correa proposing to his girlfriend. He just won the World Series. The 23-year-old shortstop of the, like, you ever heard of a guy named Derek Jeter? Follow that Bro. blueprint. He laid the fucking yellow brick road for you. He what are you doing? Well last time I checked. Jin, he had, a, he had an okay outing in, in the bedroom. Yeah, he, I, I, think, I think he did a little better than me. So I've yeah. heard. <laughs> can confirm. Oh, Jeter. Can confirm. Jeter fucks. Yes. With his, yeah. uh, with his, uh, he used to give them like the parting gifts and shit the next morning, yeah, like, a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like a $10, baggie. $10,000 worth of shit in those things. Cheater, cheater, game worn gloves, a fucking signed ball. Like, he called himself Jeets. He called himself Jeets. Clean or something, I'll cook, whatever you want me to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, give him, I'll give him a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for $10,000. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, what? That's Sully, a great there's a selling point. And a free Uber home. Sully, there's a question. Uh, spring fling is about to happen, right? So yeah. I, I was on your IG, when was it, like a week ago. Oh, Why the hell were you in a wrestling singlet on spring <laughs> fling? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Wait, this is like a this is like a tale as old as time. Why is Sully in a singlet? Why is Sully dressed like a fucking Bro. painted face lion? Why, why is Sully, Sully in a speedo? In a speedo? There's a yeah, trend. Why? I, I knew my pants would catch up on. I knew my Bro, pants that, would catch up with me. First in Bleacher caption. Fan, eventually it's gonna catch up with me and Cheech, and then I'm gonna, it's gonna be real bad. But oh um, Jesus! All right. Well, needless to say, I guess I, I we can leave some names out of it for the sake of. Yeah. A nominee, but basically, I, uh, you know, I did my thing, whatever. I put, I put, what's this? Some girl was sleeping in my bed, and I was just like, I saw, I, I knew my singlet was there, and it was like 11 o'clock, everyone smashed. So I'm just like, <laughs> you know what? I mean, let's just, it was Saturday of spring fling. Let's just go out with a bang. Like, let's just fuck it. Why yeah. not? And I, I, I just put it on, and it was just, I was just, it was just, Drinking some, <laughs> drinking some beers, just, I don't you know. You should have given the singlet to the girl. Bro, yeah, you should have given the singlet to the girl. Just Sully, the caption, the caption, the caption on that. just out there just boozing in front, in the fives, and just, people are taking pictures of me, and I'm just like, another day in the life, I don't know. Bro, the caption on that picture was, only God knows why I was in my wrestling singlet, and I fucking Are burst out laughing. <laughs> That's All right. That's a wrap then, guys. We'll end it with All that. Right.